and that movie is just is really ridiculous. It's very simple. It's very basic. It's actually very Marvel when you think about it. Uh, I have no qualms about killing. No, I'm, I don't worry about it. And welcome back to another episode of the Convolute Podcast. It's your host, Jesus, a.k.a. Tyrant Dominus. And today we have Joey Mangione uh, back again. Uh, how are you, dude? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. It's been a, it's been a, uh, a hot minute. It has, and it's been uh, twice as long since I actually recorded with someone. So I'm happy to be back in the game. So you all have also started a new show, and I kind of wanted to talk a little bit. Yes, about that. sure. So, yeah, what do you want to know? So for anyone listening, uh, Joey, I uh, who hasn't okay, anyone who doesn't know Joey, you should know Joey. Um, well, thank he, you. Yes, you should. <laughs> um, uh, he, I know him. From uh, the show that I originally uh, listened to, and I actually ended up on an episode of your show, uh, that show, the No Inner Monologue. Uh, but now you have started a new show, uh, Ginger Flicks. So yeah, tell tell the audience a little bit about Ginger Flicks. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, well, it goes back because um, Josh and I are old friends i mean if you listened to the known in a monologue podcast josh had been on the show a few times and uh you know he and i go back um, a really long time and we've been discussing about you know doing a project together and sort of came up with this and ginger flicks is really called ginger flicks because we both happen to be redheads hey you gotta you gotta go with it you know just dive 100 percent into it pardon you just gotta go 100 percent into the name sometimes yes <laughs> um i'm sorry so, man you're cutting in and out a bit um it should be fine as far as the recording i do apologize well anyone listening some of the other reasons that i haven't properly recording is because my internet has been really bad in my area and i barely got the company to acknowledge i have an issue for a month Guys, that's why I haven't been recording. I do apologize for any of my listeners who actually do come back and listen. But we're kind every little bit. Yeah. And Joey, I do. Thank you for putting up with any technical issues we might have. Um, hey, man, we've both been there, so don't worry about it. But I do wanted to talk to you about your your new show um, because I, I have been actively listening to it uh, because, I, like, like yourself, I Thank do you. Also- yeah, uh, like yourself, I also have a uh, kind of like a film show um, uh, topic and uh, show. Uh, so I like listening to other people's opinions of whatever movie or show they've recently watched because it just kind of adds to the discussion of, of it. Um, right, so, yeah. So you, Josh... Um, uh, 
So what kind of like brought up like, hey, let's make this show. Like movies and film yeah. and all that? Yeah. Well, um, I actually went to school for uh, television film production. Um, Josh is actually a former performer. So we have sort of that kind of background. Right. And um, what we've we, and we've always loved movies. I mean, as kids, we literally borrow money from our parents all the time and just walk over to the movie theaters and watch like three movies in a day sometimes. You know what I mean? So we um, we've been movie buffs for as long as we can both remember. And it's always fun just to get together and we could talk about a movie for hours on end. Uh, we've been trying to keep the episodes short. Some episodes go a little bit over our half hour mark or a lot over depending on what we're talking about but we try to give them um, a little bit more of a um much like most movie podcasts i guess we try to give some sort of an insight and in what our thoughts on are what we've seen up on screen okay no yeah and i get that from it um because i usually um depending on the the film uh, I either watch a, a review beforehand, or if I don't want to get spoiled, then I watch it after. But I usually, before or after, I end up uh, at least watching probably three three to five opinions of it. So, mm -hmm. so I, and that now adds, that includes yours now. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Um, as long as as long as you're not taking my good Fred Manuel's movie advice, I think you're okay. It's been it's been a long time since I've talked with uh, Manny. So with Manny, been, yes, he's been dark on online for a very long time. I don't know what's going on with him. I haven't chatted with him in a little while. I got to check in on him, see how he's doing. <laughs> if if you do see him, say hi from Jesus. I um, will. Knowing him, he might think, you know, Lord and Savior and not you. I have to really specify with him. So It'll be funnier <laughs> either way. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> um, I just love it. Every time we make that, I, I just have a feeling that every time we would make that joke on no or monologue, you just slap your forehead and roll your eyes. I, I have multiple times. <laughs> It didn't acknowledge that I do. So <laughs> okay, good, good. So it's it's working. It's at the it's, point where it's not funny, but we're gonna keep once we if we come back and once we do, uh, we're gonna keep pushing it till it becomes funny again. So <laughs> uh, have I'm, you ever have you ever seen that where, where comedians will do a bit like that where it's it's kind of funny, it becomes funny, and then it goes back to not being funny at all. And then after time, if they keep, you know, burying it into the ground, so to speak, it becomes hilarious. Yeah, I, it, it's been a while since it's been a while since some acts have done something like that. Just pushing kind of. Oh, the, yeah. No, you'll see it with like, you know, who's a good comedian at doing that? He's on Saturday Night Live. It's Kyle Mooney. He loves that type of humor where. He's deliberately not funny. <laughs> Kyle Mooney. I will look him up. Hmm. And, and like, he had a bit where he would go on the weekend update and just do a not funny comedian bit. 
And if you don't get it, you don't get it. But then when you think about it, oh my God, he's doing it on purpose. He's bombing on purpose. It it becomes hilarious because of the stuff he's saying. And it's just, it's not funny. Right? Because, yeah. Because there, 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 there's a point in an act that you're just, you, you can understand, you can see that like, this is pretty bad, but in a funny way. But then you wonder like, like is it funny? Uh, then you're like, nah, yes, yes, no. Then it's just pure funny at the uh, end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, a comedian that started that, I don't know if you know of him back in the seventies is Andy Kaufman. Now he did a lot of crazy stuff too. Like he would tour around the U S with Jerry the King Lawler or whatever, some craziness. And he would challenge women to wrestling, like everyday women. So here's a man wrestling women. It wasn't funny per se. It may have been funny to Andy Kaufman. But when you think about like his actual stand-up, he would do things like, you know, lip sync to the Mighty Mouse theme. So yeah, it's not funny per se, but when you think about it, it's completely absurd and ridiculous. It when is. you look at it from an abstract angle. No, yeah, it, it sounds pretty bonkers just listening to the concept. And uh, actually viewing this performance is like, what am I watching? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, it's just, it's just yeah. weird. It's just weird this day and age that comedy is just like on pins and needles, depending on the person. Some people are willing to push the edge. But like everyone well, just comedy goes through these like yeah well comedy tends to go through these weird stages of like what's funny what's not funny but the 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 truth of the matter is a lot of comedians try to push some sort of a limit and um, my favorite would be when Bill Burr said listen these are jokes these aren't exactly my real opinions these are observations and for you to think i actually believe some of the stuff i'm making a joke about you need to relax i've really like watered down what bill burr has said there <laughs> just just throwing a few f-bombs in there and all that stuff and you probably get the idea of what bill burr says you got the key points somewhere but yeah, yeah but like bill burr is one of those type of comedians where he'll say something and you're like oh my god did he just say that Yes, I re just last year I started watching him. His, Another thing like that is uh, Chappelle, which I wish oh, yeah. Dave Chappelle would have more movies. To be honest, because oh, I should really talk to Josh. Maybe we should do his half baked. <laughs> that movie oh, that would be interesting. It's been a while since he's done <laughs> film. He's done specials recently, but not film. It's been a while. When was his last? film i think half baked was like the last one that he actually started what wow and that's almost 20 years ago now Whoa. <laughs> maybe even more than 20 years right let me double checking looking up uh on the dot uh 1998 yeah so, 20 years ago <laughs> 20 years ago wow yep <laughs> 22 years ago was the last time Dave Chappelle started a movie. Now, I wanted okay. to ask you, what do you like more 
like with us on Ginger Flex, do you like when we do older movies or do you also like seeing our opinions on newer movies? Um, so at the moment I'm watching some of your like recent ones, like the ones that just come out. Cause I usually like watch some of the newer movies. Um, I watched, uh, most of your super bad and what was that the other school smart comparison yeah i watched that because uh i what i watched book smart in a way uh and uh i wanted to see what 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 comparisons you were going to make between right that was that was interesting like huh what are you gonna because i wanted to know what you're going to talk about um so some of the older stuff, I actually, like yourselves, I was thinking to do something similar with like Disney films, but it's kind of scary a little bit because it's Disney. But I, I didn't that. So yeah, I was like thinking, oh, I should do that with someone, someone who's like a bit huge. I know th- four excessive Disney fans, like they're like big mouse ear musketeers, and I kind of wanted to go back. Uh, and watch some of the the, the vaulted uh, movies and kind of go in like, like the old Disney's. Yeah, since kind of go in order by years and just kind of go with the flow and see how they progress and see how they hold up in this day and age. Um, kind of like like yourselves watching some of the older films because they're what what I'm I'm glad you guys are doing are some of the obscure films because you guys like you said you you've. You watched a lot of movies, and probably and a lot that I've never heard of, uh, as well. Oh yeah, like which one have you not heard of that we've that we've for done sure. so far? Uh, for sure that uh, the one we were talking over uh, over the DMs, the the something. Oh, like, Dolomite. Yeah, I was like, what is? Okay, that? see, I think you mis- I think you got confused. We watched the um. Eddie Murphy film on Netflix. My name is Dolomite. Uh, okay. You may have looked up the original Dolomite, which I- is based off of the production of that film. And that movie is just is really ridiculous. But I think it's done like tongue in cheek. Um, so the original Dolomite movie was made in the seventies, pretty much in the black exploitation era, and um. My name is Dolomite goes through that whole story of the comedian who A came up with the character and then with his own money pretty much produced this movie. Ah, uh, okay, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, uh, um I have not seen the original Dolomite, um but I have seen clips from it cuz they play it in the end of uh the Eddie Murphy movie on Netflix. That makes so much more sense. But yeah, I think you guys were gonna watch it because it's like <laughs> it's like free on Amazon Prime, and they're like, okay, they must be watching this sometime soon. Yeah. Oh, Do- the original Dolomite is free on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> Josh uh, and I might actually have to do that now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, I was like, all right. And, if I, I tell you what, if we do if we do that if we do Dolomite, I'll let you know, and you can be on it with us. Considering this is God. pretty much kind of oh. your uh, <laughs> mistake slash brainchild. Oh God! Now I gotta watch it too. Please. Hey man, that's 
I don't know if you ever listen to How Did This Get Made, but they watch a lot of bad movies, so... Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> and they like, drag their friends into it with them, so I'm going to start doing that, too. <laughs> uh, I'll, nope, I'll, be, I'll be happy to to be on your show. Um, oh, just to see I, if I could... We'd love to. Um, but yeah, that's something for our future projects, and everyone look forward to that. Um, yeah, we have, a, we have a few uh, films, like, sort of upcoming that we're going to talk about um so we'll see uh, okay. upcoming depending on when this drops we're going to talk about you know uh coming to america and the original superman and as well as uh the f- all-female ghostbusters so those are the next three episodes that are be coming out depending on when this drops this may even drop after all three have come out so who knows <laughs> This will, uh, for anyone listening, this should have already dropped uh, the first week of March, uh, probably like the the first Friday. Uh, anyone who's holding me to this, it should be down on the 6th of March. So it's not at Okay, at so you're aiming for that. So then by then, the Ghostbusters episode will, will have dropped. But okay. just keep listening and the others will come. Um, yeah, so... Have you seen the original Coming to America, for example? Coming to America. That one's with... Uh, That's another Eddie Murphy movie. Yes, then I have. I because have. they're coming out with a sequel this year, which makes no sense to me. But we'll see what happens. Oh, that's another... That's a very old film, too. 30 years old. 32 years old. Wow. Yeah, that came out in 88. Wow. Still a good movie though. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's funny. It's very funny. But yeah, there's a lot of premises in there where it's like, ooh. Just the the fact that Eddie Murphy is the only character who understands that, you know, a woman should be appreciated for her lect- intellect as well as her physical uh features. <laughs> Oh, only character in the film that believes this. God, I gotta rewatch it. It's I remember I watched it a lot uh, in the late '90s when it showed up on television. Oh yeah, man, it's it's a good movie to watch. You don't want to watch it on TV though, because most likely TV cuts it to shreds. Oh yeah, any any movie on AMC is just is completely just hacked because you know of um. Well, in Canada it's the CRTC, in the states it's the FCC. And what you're allowed to show on television, what you're not allowed to show on television. Which, and funny mostly, enough, up up here in Canada, it's a little bit more lax than it is where you are in the states. Yeah, uh, there's well, there's too many people in the, in the states who would get butt hurt for almost anything these days. Two well, no, it's, it's been always like that. Like not intense, not essentially about being butt hurt, so to speak. But like, I do know. Specifically with like uh, CRTC regulations here in Canada, like you can actually say the F word on television after 9 p.m. Ooh, really interesting. Yeah, like it depends. Cause so, like growing up, they would show uh, movies on uh, on some channels, and it would be pretty much uncut, aside from being cut for time after time. Hmm. I think I think I, I remember you that wasn't like 
you know, a premium channel at one point actually had like full Sopranos episodes on. <laughs> wow. I think I remember you guys talked about this also on one of your episodes. Uh, I think we've had a similar conversation about this. Yes. And I remember hearing this and I thought I was, while you guys were talking about I think I remember uh, when way much when I was much younger uh, in the States, I believe there was also a time where they had like a time slot after like, I think also like nine or 10 where there was a little bit more uh, lax regulations because I, I remember I've watched a lot of maybe now that I'm older, I don't think it's as in your face, but maybe, maybe it was just a, a, for the times it was uh I, yeah i mean things sort of change with the times right i mean there was an there was an era where you couldn't say damn on television <laughs> whoa right yeah um so, uh, my my girlfriend works for a broadcaster here in canada and she was recently training to do the you know the beep button for a live ah. broadcast okay <laughs> and she actually says she goes yeah they give me a list of words you can't that can't be said and you know you have to be able to time it whether or not you're holding it the right amount of time or whatever she was she'd be holding it too too short so you'd hear the beginning of the word and then you know halfway through the end of it <laughs> so like you hear the f- and then the rest of the word <laughs> <laughs> oh god i i don't yeah so envy i don't envy the timing. people behind the board oh god i can't i can't uh, imagine i kind of do some <laughs> the, the switchboard you know if, if i had a little bit more the cool stuff time, they get to know right yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's actually a, uh so, i think a game recently came out that the game is basically your a switchboard for a newscaster. Then you have to deal with all, uh, all the camera work and the censorship and mm-hmm. it's bonkers. I've watched right. someone play it and it's, it gets crazy. <laughs> but that's just a game. But it gives you that that stressful environment. Like you fail, you fail. Yeah, it gives you it gives you an idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I wanna I wanna talk a little bit then. A little bit more about films, mostly. So, there's there's a topic I want to talk about is kind of how um, the the East has been kind of influencing how Western films are being like censored. Basically, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Mostly with the the recent how. Uh, you got uh, on. I didn't know about this until I saw it on a post on uh, the No Inner Monologue Instagram that Vietnam's not letting having any more alcohol in their films for any of their actors or main or characters. If I remember that right, don't Sorry, quote me on that. Talk it up. Okay, uh, I'm gonna double check. But uh, Vietnam right. is not letting any. Where are you? Any alcohol be shown? Where are you? There it is. Vietnam says no more drinking scenes in films. There it is. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on how other countries 
are affecting the censorship of Western films. Okay, so like censorship across the board type of thing and how other countries affect, like, say, how our movies are made type of thing? Yeah, or kind of how we're some... Okay, well, here's here's the thing, right? Like, censorship is different from country to country. I mean, heck, we, we're, we're literal neighbors, and our censorship is, com- like, almost... Is, is very similar, but also very different, right? Like, and we literally just had this conversation like 10 minutes, like less than a minute ago about how, you know, you can actually show certain things on television here in Canada that would not fly in the state. And um, the truth is, is like, it, it, it's all based off on like societal norms and societal beliefs, right? And um, yeah, so it it just it just depends on the culture. So it's 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 kind of a hard thing to really um, discuss, more so or less, because like though our um, though we watch similar content realistically, there are some things that we'll have down here that you guys may not get down there. So it all depends, right? Yes, yes, it, yeah, that's true. Huh, uh, I don't know if there's that much censorship, at least for the Americas. I mean, we don't have like government run censorship. That's the benefit of, you know, living in a democracy. <laughs> true, true. Although, although cer- cer- certain world leaders might wish they had that kind of control. But that's not happening. Hopefully. As far as we know. True. Um then the kind of kind of finish up the, the topic of films a little. Are there any like films uh this year that you're like are on your list that you know like you really wanna see and talk about? that are coming out yeah um well as you know i'm a huge bond fan and that's coming out <laughs> soon uh, get ready for so my review excited. on that oh buddy i am i am <laughs> i'm in, in anticipation like i have honestly gone to the point now where i'm not reading anything about it because i want to go in completely fresh until I see it. <laughs> then after so, I see it, I might read something. Okay. Right. I don't want to know anything. Because I've gotten to this point, and I, I can't remember if I told you this or not, but I've come to the realization that our the, the world we live in now, like specifically for movies, we tend to ruin the movie for ourselves before we even go into it. Oh no, I one hundred percent. No, I'm I 100 agree with you on that. Um, and th- this mean, is just okay. Uh, you go first. The fact that Endgame had to ask for like an entire social media blackout for like a week and a half from fans, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it didn't help because you still found stuff. Yep. 
So right, so, just so so my my opinion on on this kind of like spoiler ish topic of a film being kind of quote ruined um comes from one uh a little bit of a kind of early review uh topics kind of like it's it's kind of what we do you know we talk about the films and our thoughts yeah so no kind of, i'm i'm guilty of i'm guilty of spoiling <laughs> movies for people like constantly <laughs> uh, like we we hope for our audience of those uh, of those shows to have hopefully seen the film beforehand then to listen and but here's the have thing though it's also about getting out as soon as possible yes right so like as as content creators both you and i know you want to get out there as soon as something comes out try to beat everybody else or at least be in line with everyone else so that way you know in the vast world that is the internet you'd get some sort of uh you know a grasp at the cosmos but then you're going out there and you're spoiling information like say someone does find what you're going to say or find your your comment your your video or whatever it is and then you know they're mad at you for ruining something for them when they full well clicked on it themselves and i've done that guilty of it yep yeah Yeah, we're we're guilty like you and i specifically are guilty of both parties doing both things and then (laughs) feeling that self-loathing of why the hell did i sit through this whole video when i should have just waited (laughs) um uh on Real on the second yeah uh, on the second point is kind of how how trailers are cut and depending on which company cut the trailer some trailers oh. just go way too much of a film that kind of oh don't get me started <laughs> so you i i, I will... a little film called batman versus superman yes uh that that's a big one um that trailer spoiled the movie oh yeah that movie kind of that movie, that trailer hurt me so much because I, huh, I don't know. Actually, no. Uh, okay, it's bad. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was bad. It's not great. It's <laughs> not great. But did it lessen the pain I would have felt for when the actual thing would have happened or when Doomsday would have showed up? here's my whole thing man i i wish somebody would do the dooms give the doomsday story on film justice because there's so much more involved like you could literally turn that doomsday storyline into a three movie arc easily no i i totally agree with you that should have been that should have been something far in the future something built something wonderful like it could have it could have it it could have had not even necessarily like i you could even jumpstart from where it's going right so you do your batman versus superman that's fine right you do that storyline cut out the doomsday business just cut it right out right and you do whatever the storyline there is but then at the end it's literally like a shot coming from space you you got to almost work it in as like, you know, one of those old serials where it's like, 
look at this now because of the noise that Superman's existence has made in the universe. Other beings from outside of the universe, you know, within the universe and outside in the outer world there of our galaxy knows what's going on here. It's very simple. It's very basic. It's actually very Marvel when you think about it. Because that's exactly what Marvel did. Yeah. And, right? And, yeah. And it's a, a lot of companies have Because of the Avengers. Yeah. Because of Loki and the Avengers and the, um, you know, the events of the Avengers and obviously Thor. The universe figured out what's going on on Earth. And then came by. Because if you go looking at it, Captain America's issues and villains were all tied to Earth. Um, hell, Captain America's was Hitler and finding the Tesseract in general, but you don't have the Tesseract until without Thor's world being involved and Asgard and all that stuff. So what Marvel really did, and they planned it out, they almost literally mapped it out from beginning to end, and they're obviously continuing to do this, and for whatever reason, instead of taking the time and effort to really world build, um, the guys at DC Films and the DCEU are just trying to pump out content. And that doesn't always work without forethought. Yes. Oh, God, yes. It's just, it's just there. Take it or leave it. And yeah, and we've we've had you and I have both had this discussion on 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 your show before, specifically with this thing. We keep coming back to this <laughs> god awful experience because it hurt us so bad. Yeah, I think you and I are both pretty big Superman fans, and it just it hurts. It just hurts. It hurts, and it just I know I'm a big Superman fan, and so is Josh. And we he and I go into this all the time. Like we've had discussions because we're going to do Superman as well coming up. And uh, uh, we just said, okay, what are we going to do? And he's like, okay, we're going with the original. We're going OG Superman. So we're going to talk about that one. Have you seen the OG Superman? That one would be... Uh, who, who's the actor that played it? Because I, I think I've seen... Christopher almost... Reeves, the first, yes. the first film version of Superman. Yeah, because I think I've seen every single Superman film that's ever come out. Because my father is a huge Superman fan. so. I kind of grew up watching those films. The Chris Reeve ones, right? But yeah, I prob- I, it's been a while, but I I've, have I've at least watched his film. My favorite line in Superman 1. It's literally, it's so, it's funny, it's cute, and it just sums up what Superman should be. So near the very beginning, like early in the movie, and I think it's Metropolis's first sight of Superman, where Lois falls from the bil- building out of the helicopter, and she's falling, and he catches her, and he goes, don't worry, miss, I've got you. Then she looks down, looks back at him, looks down again, then back at him and said, you've got me. Who's got you? I love that scene. <sighs> I have loved that since I was a little kid, and I still love it, right? There's this, there's this wonderful nostalgia for it that you don't see anymore with, with I guess, the Zack Snyder Superman, which... Which essentially, because they're going for this dark world or this darker sort of essence, because thanks to the success of the Dark Knight, 
you take so much away from Superman. Because Superman is not that. No. Superman is supposed to be this beacon of hope and like what we aspire to be. He's not supposed to be broody. I mean, he happens to get brutish, you know, he broods a little bit, but he's not Batman broody. He doesn't, he's not moody like that. I, you know yeah, I think I mean? that's and, best, but if, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And, and, and Henry Cavill's direction, because I don't think it was Henry Cavill's performance, because we've seen Henry Cavill, you know, be playful. He even does it at the end with the Josh Wheaton, like, reshoots of uh, Justice League. You see it. Where Superman can be fun, aside from that god awful CGI that was used to hide a mustache. <laughs> Thank you, Mission Impossible. Oh. Which I don't even think it was that good of a movie. Oh, <laughs> oh no! It's, it's it's gone. It's gone to the point where Warner Brothers just does not care. <laughs> uh. Like the dummies are gonna. It's like you. I, I just picture these these you know these fat cat suits in an office. And they're like, let's throw out another Superman movie. The W's are going to pay for it anyways. And that's what uh, they give us. <laughs> it's, uh, and we watch it just because we want to know if it is good or not. But um, Of course. I mean, look at it. Or let's, let's also go to... How about we talk about Jokers for, okay. for, yeah. for a hot minute? All right, because congratulations to Joaquin Phoenix winning the the best best actor Oscar this year. Um, it was very well deserved. An amazing, outstanding performance. Oh yeah. Also, let's t- let's mention Heath Ledger's performance of again outstanding performance as the Joker, and then there's poor Jared Leto who has to be sandwiched between those two. In it terms is of performing. True, it is. When now here's one... here's the thing that that really gets me, and people like to shit on Jared Leto's Joker a lot. I've done it myself, but sh- it's okay. But my problem with it is, is there wasn't enough of it. They didn't give us enough. And then they said, "Oh, you'll get it in, you know, the extras in uh, the Suicide Squad uh, DVD or whatever." I was like, "No, release that. Give us that." Give us more. Right? I can see why Jared Leto was upset with that. But then you go and take this. Because if you go thinking about it now, the last two Jokers that have come out on in film have very little to do with Batman. They have almost no interaction with Batman whatsoever. Isn't right. that insane? Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking right now. It's insane. Right? It's insane. And and now, and all of a sudden, especially after Heath Ledger's performance, becoming the Joker is a huge undertaking now. It's a massive character. Up until Jack Nicholson, it was a gag. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, Nicholson's, Nicholson's performance as the Joker is great, but it's just a hyper Jack Nicholson. I mean, hell, Agreed. if you want to go look, yeah. if, if you want to go look at other performances of the Joker, look at Cesar Romero's. He couldn't care less. <laughs> Cesar Romero refused to shave his mustache as the Joker. Refused. He's like, no, like, I'm not doing that. 
Yeah, the second you said his name, I, I actually had his face in my head. I remember those. Yes. Oh. Right, the old Batman's. They're they're com they're comedic in 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 tone and nature, and it's deliberate how comedic they are. But it's also hilarious the fact that you have an actor of Cesar Romero's caliber, right? Because he was huge then. But his whole my mustache because I don't know without it. So how to go from that, you know, to thinking Joe is the biggest undertaking of a character ever because it's so dark. It doesn't make sense. And the truth is, the truth is, and to get really dark and morbid here, it's because Heath Ledger passes away after doing the character within the year. That's why. Because then, you know what I mean? They then the media wants to spin it as, oh, it's the it's playing the Joker that did this to him. It broke his brain and all this stuff, right? Uh, here's the media. That's a that's another hot topic. Exactly. But here's here's the thing with method acting, right? Yeah, you you go full in, right? I mean, Jared Leto is as method as they come for Christ's sake. The guy stayed in character throughout the entire production. Heath Ledger didn't even do that. I've seen video of him like skateboarding as the Joker between takes. <laughs> he's doing he's doing flipping ollies for God's sake, you know. <laughs> he's hanging out, smoking darts, yeah, having cigarettes, all that. He's just hanging out, you know, in between takes. He's having a lot of fun. So yeah, his research seemed dark. His research was really a little bit disturbed. But people tend to forget that he did a movie between Dark Knight and um, his passing, which was The Imaginarium Dr. Parnassus. Which is another weird movie all on its own, and it's it's cool, it's it's freaky, it's it's a Terry Gilliam film, and if you know anything about Terry Gilliam movies, they, they're pretty out there sometimes. Right? So if anything, he's already so to speak, in a completely different character by the time he passes. If he's even a method actor. <laughs> hmm. So yeah. there's no way. But because of the timing and the, because of the way things happened, because of the way the media spun it, it was the Joker is what did this to him. And then it's like, oh, how is this guy going to be the Joker after that? And that's now what's happened. It just sucks that Jared Leto did not get a enough screen time and b really a shot after that because he was the guy right after ledger that's true it was a. Uh, I i think everyone talked about it too it was everywhere you know just big shoes to fill but okay seriously what did you think of leto's performance the five minutes of screen time that he got um so <laughs> Uh, I got to think about it for a second because I think the first time I saw the film, because I think, you know, we, after watching the trailer, I thought to myself, uh, okay, I don't know about this. Watching the film, but, I was like, hmm, something's missing. But here's the thing the trailers 
and all that for Suicide Squad specifically was built around the Joker's popularity. Yeah, that once again, it's just trailers messing up. And it's film. at best a cameo. Like, hell, Tom Cruise had more screen time in Tropic Thunder, and nobody knew he was in that <laughs> until they saw the credits. <gasps> you know what I uh, mean? <laughs> like, Tom, uh, Tom Cruise had so much more screen time compared to Jared Leto as the Joker, and they marketed it around Jared Leto as the Joker. Uh, and then they did the opposite with birds of prey recently where they and and i think if you listened to our episode on it josh goes on about that he goes why wasn't there enough of the birds of prey why is this movie called birds of prey only to have it happen like like right after saying oh we're changing the title yeah that was funny it was like the movie's already been released that was funny because i think um I I I said it in my thing too, and when I reheard it on your show, like it solidified what I was saying. And just the next day, they announced that it's Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. You know, like why are you doing this now? It's a because you're, you're right. Uh, Despite what? that, I thought the movie was fun as hell. I loved oh, it. It was no, amazing. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. It's. I'm finding that nobody's going to the movies anymore just to have fun. <laughs> Everybody wants to be so critical now. I, You're I not think a critic. I, I'm not a critic either. <laughs> I just, I, I, I hope somebody gives a crap about my opinion, but in reality, they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and I'll I'm, probably think... say, what's this dumb redhead saying? um i think i fell into that headspace last year when i was doing the show but toward the end i was it was getting to me that i was viewing the films in such uh high regards that i was not enjoying them as much as i used to um and that's and and that's what hurts us and that's what we all do now as 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 a group i mean Hell, our age group has done this to ourselves and complained about these movies. You know what I mean? How did we not like the new, the the Crystal Skull of Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. How did we not like that? It had every single element that the other three had, except this one had aliens, which was like, okay, George, we get it. You like aliens. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my Indiana Jones. But it is. (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it is your indiana jones face it <laughs> just get over it dude it, it, it was it was everything everything was there uh, you had nazis you had communists you had adventure you had a jungle like <laughs> you had everything oh uh, uh, i mean why why were we so like that's what i mean why were why were we and still to this day are so willing to suspend this belief to the point that opening the ark of the covenant will suck your soul and melt your face by so, looking at the spirits that come out of it why were we so into that then but then you know jump to when crystal skull is released that we just we can't buy you know aliens being the ancient culture like why can't we do why can't we make that leap that's what i don't get it's just because as audiences we've become so much more jaded now that we're just looking for shit for stuff to 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 hate 
We're not looking to enjoy ourselves anymore at the movies. And that drives me bananas because I'm just as guilty of it. Oh, uh, I'm with you there. Um, you're not saying anything because you're like, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, well, I, well, one, I've learned to also let my, my guests talk a little bit more. It is, it is their time to shine. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's you're right. It It's we as individuals now kind of should just take a moment and just enjoy a film for being a film and no some... we don't do that anymore man no we, we don't. don't and I... everybody's looking everybody's looking for something to pick apart right oh, God, everybody yes. wants to be a movie critic now hell i'm guilty of it too let's face it i have a i have a movie critiques podcast for god's sake <laughs> i'm the uh... worst of the worst <laughs> And uh, what's, I'm what's literally the worst type of person. I'm so self-deprecating. I'm literally <laughs> doing it right now on your show. <laughs> we are the problem. Uh, yes, but please listen to Ginger Flicks. <laughs> support. We would really appreciate our... support. <laughs> Click, subscribe, like, you know. But <laughs> but uh, you're right. It's uh, I think, you know, but here's the difference. It's like there's there's a point where we can like talk slash critique a film for performances, for its cinematography, compared to others who could treat a uh, critique a film for whatever random stands this film may or may not have or what it heard. I think that is some of the issues we're getting in this or the last recent decade and now is just people are just uh being quote woke uh, and... i wouldn't even say it's that man i just i would say that it's just information is just so readily available to it's a mix of everything sadly I mean, think about it it's it's awesome and it's 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 that double it's it's, it's almost a double-edged sword it's it's amazing you know what I mean? It's great. We have all this new information, new technology. It's helped us do this, that, and the other thing. But then, you know, even with movies now, it's like, okay, we have access to all this information. Like, oh my God, now I know this, that, and the other, right? And you you go into a movie now knowing too much. And it just kills any vibe you get from walking out of there without knowing a thing. Ooh, uh, the best film actually for that. I don't know. Have you ha- have you recently watched The Invisible Man? I haven't seen that one yet. The newest version, because there's like fifty versions of that movie. The the one that came out in cinema recently. I mean, hell, even Chevy Chase was in a version of The Invisible Man. <laughs> it just, I think it came out like uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about, but like, like I said, that movie has been done time and time. So many times, true. Yes. Yeah. But, right. I think. Hell, I think even Kevin Bacon did one, but it was just called Hollow Man. But it's still the. Oh, Man. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They keep remaking this goddamn movie. <laughs> um, but you at least you've seen the trailer and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Elizabeth like, Moss is in it. Yes, and I was, I was like, uh, oh, Handmaid's Tale up. fame. Yes, and, and I was a big fan of that, that uh, that series, and I was I was interested. Yeah, Handmaid's 
oh. written original books written by a Canadian. Oh, really? Learn something yes. else. Um, there you go. It, um, you better change the topic because I'm going to start singing my national anthem. So let's keep going. Here. <laughs> All right, to, just kind of finish up that topic. Oh, um, how I, I, I was not going to watch the uh the visible man at all because you for the most part you kind of get what's going to happen things like that and after watching the trailer like okay do i really want to see it but uh from the reviews i've like listened to like we've talked kind of spoiled it a little bit but apparently it's actually a pretty good film if you've never seen the trailer for what it is yes for what it is it apparently has like a wonderful performance so the shots are really done well there are some like uh, cliched moments, but if you kind of let, like you said, suspense your disbelief, it's a pretty good film. Like the thing that ruined it for a lot of the the reviewers I was listening to is the the trailer, and like oh yeah, and like damn, like it, like for them they every everyone I've listened to said that it that they would have given it a big higher score if they didn't go in with such a pre disposition i think that's what it is or preconception mm. there it is preconception of the film already but that's the thing though you get you get so many like for a lot of movies you go into it with preconceived notion i mean look at the um the 2016 ghostbusters nobody <laughs> went into that with anything good no it- and then it should have been fun. It should have been hilarious. But it just wasn't. Like I had maybe a few chuckles here and there, but it wasn't what it should be. <laughs> right? And you go looking at it, I mean, it had Kristen Wig, uh, Kate McKinnon, um, Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy, directed by Paul Feig. I mean, these are funny people. It should have been hilarious. It just it wasn't it just... and like certain certain things and and i get into it a little bit more i think in uh the, the episode and it, like certain things it just like the film will seem clunky in terms of writing and then and then and then if you compare it to the original ghostbusters which for whatever reason is so much smoother but here's the thing the original ghostbusters went through about seven rewrite or something crazy like that if you go thinking about it and i and i only figured this out and learned this from watching the films that made us on netflix watch that series if you haven't checked it out it's amazing because they talk about home they talk about four movies in the first season so they talk about home alone die hard dirty dancing and ghostbusters now if you watch the ghostbusters one the original concept was to be like oh, like however many years into the future and you know the ghostbusters are you know just like you know your everyday handyman type guy like to, like like plumbers you could literally find a hundred of them in the in the yellow pages so to speak right you know i mean the phone book but you know then harold ramus and ian reitman come along and they're like uh no, let's change this, that, the other. So it became a collaborative thing, which, and again, if you go looking at it, the guys who wrote that that film, right, is Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Ivan Wright. Three of the best comedy writers, and you think about it, like, ever. 
right? Just look at that, like what they've come up with comedically over their vast careers, right? Because mm-hmm. like, if you ever notice anything of Dan Aykroyd's that doesn't have to be, if you ever watch the movie Nothing But Trouble, and that's a fully Dan Aykroyd fueled film, it's insane. It's bonkers, right? And I think um, How Did This Get Made actually talks about that movie in one of their episodes. But that's Dan Aykroyd having pretty much full creative control. And it was bananas. It was too out there. It did not do well. But then if you go looking at Ghostbusters, he was sort of reined in. He was like controlled and sort of brought in. It's like, okay, this is this is what, what's great here. Let's take this stuff. Let's add this. And let's take that and let's add. Right? So there was a full, um, you know, a full creative process. I think, and one could argue, that the development of the 2016 Ghostbusters was not as, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? As collaborative or just not, not as well executed. Hmm, that's a good and way to that's it. what really hurt it. That's what really hurt the movie on top of all of the other garbage that was thrown in in terms of the way it was marketed and the way just the social media negativity that blew up around it. Right. I wasn't a fan of the movie, not because I don't like women, but that's what, you know, Sony Pictures decided to say, if you don't like this movie, you're a chauvinist. That's basically what they said. Yep. Right. That's what they came out and said. If you don't like this movie, you hate women. I'm like, what? It's insane. <sighs> Maybe the movie's just not that good. Who knows, right? But like, like that whole thing—that was just a mess upon a mess, right? And just there, there were some things that were good, but then there were other things that were just terrible, right? And it—it's a shame because I wanted to like it. I really did. I wanted to like it. I watched it. I've actually watched it more than once thinking, okay, maybe I didn't get it on the first go. No, no, no. <laughs> it actually got progressively more upsetting the more I watched it. Uh, I think I've only seen that film once. But, all Pardon? right. I've only seen that Ghostbusters Oh, once. no. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the original Ghostbusters I, or the 2016? The 2016. I've seen the other one multiple times. Um, yeah, it's like... I think don't cross the streams. <laughs> I think for for the most part, I think I've seen that once made it worth just that once in a lifetime thing. But anyone listening, look forward to that discussion. It sounds like you guys get a little deeper into into it. Um, so I'm looking forward to um, hearing more of it. Yeah, when when that when that episode drops, there's going to be a lot more. You'll you'll see. <laughs> Josh gets really angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's even better. So that's what the internet loves. Um, oh yeah, he gets really upset about it. But again, the, the the only downfall for us though is that we are doing older movies, so there's not going to be been that many people that want to click on it, right? We did this version of Ghostbusters mainly because there's a new movie coming out this year, right? And hey, the- you know what? I want to. You know what they're going to do. Right. I mean, because sadly, but uh, 
it's got the Stranger Things kid, Finn Wolfharden, and that kid, and it's, I think it's got Paul Rudd, too. Yes, it does. That guy's been doing a lot of work. Recently. And I think all the other guys come back, right? I think yes, there's Ackroyd and Murray and er- Ernie Hudson all come back. Which, funny enough, did you know that as production went on, Ernie Hudson's role of Winston actually got progressively smaller and smaller and smaller. I did not know that. To where it is now. Yeah, no, it was supposed to be a much bigger role, but basically the way it originally was supposed to go was Winston was supposed to be the wisecrack guy or something along those lines. But then, you know, Bill Murray's there and Bill Murray is brilliant and a force to be reckoned with. And he's like, he's on his own, he's on his own friggin' planet, that guy. And he's, he's a genius. It's kind of like, well, Bill is so good. I'm sorry, but this is just the way the movies go, dude. And that's sort of what happened there. Because Ernie Hudson had really originally signed on to be a much bigger part. And his, his role got whittled down to what we know Winston as now. What's upsetting is like, I would have really liked to see more of Winston in the movie. No, right, knowing that, knowing that, yeah, knowing that, you would want to wonder, like, what was his, like, role if they would have given him more to work with? Well, uh, another another thing, the original Ghostbusters were supposed to be Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Eddie Murphy. Oh, oh. that was the original script. That's what Danny Dan Aykroyd had originally written for. But, you know, with Belushi passing away and then Eddie Mur- Murphy just getting bigger and bigger, uh, yeah, they, they couldn't do it. And funny enough, Slimer is supposed to look like Belushi. That's the idea behind Slimer. And that's ah. how John Belushi is sort of in it. I mean, you can kind of see it, but even like the guy who designed Slimer is like, yeah, sure, it looks like Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> because oh. i think i think what happened there is he got that note really late like try to make this look like belushi and then when they finally saw it like oh god that looks just like john it's great and the the guy the creator is like the puppeteer was like yeah yeah it does that's what i went for all to, all yeah. by myself it was all <laughs> right. planned out mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I think that the puppeteer was like, like he even says it in 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 the in the show, um, the movies that made us. Is like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't think it looked like him at all, but you know they thought it did, so it works out. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Slimer is supposed to look like Belushi. Hmm. I might which have kind to of Photoshop it. Which. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, that's that's what the the Ghostbuster, like the 2016 Ghostbusters, going back to my point, should have been a lot a lot better. And it just it sadly it wasn't. I mean the funniest mm-hmm. bits were with Chris Hemsworth and it was just shtick. Ah yeah. Yes, they were. Why oh. didn't he have glass in the lenses? Just why? <laughs> They, they come on, they just needed a, a dumb, me... dumb character. Just they needed something. I don't know, man. Oh, I don't know what the like, writers. Were, I don't know what the writers were doing. Like you said, there's no like. 
but every male character in that movie was just just terrible <laughs> like if you go thinking about it there was no redeemable male i mean not every guy hates women but that <laughs> just... <laughs> that that movie posits a world where every guy hates women <laughs> oh. i mean hell, they had like they had a running soup gag Oh, yeah. Oh, if my mo- God. If your movie has a running joke about soup, it is not a good movie. If they keep pushing the soup joke, it will get funny. You know, it was an attempt at one of those jokes that wasn't funny, <laughs> and they just kept driving it into the ground in hopes it would become hilarious, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and back to the point we started at. <laughs> okay so we're getting we're getting close to the end uh like we we talked oh, a lot about films dang. yes we did but we did talk a lot about the uh if you guys want to <clears> listen <throat> to us talk more films just to catch ginger flicks or catch me on reaction cast or just catch both of us you know just both of us and probably a future collaboration um but before we end it uh, well, we're going to have a few words from our friends. Okay. So, Joey, as you as you yeah. know, uh, this show, we, we'd like our guests to tell us one of the weirdest, strangest, most convoluted uh, thing that's ever happened, you've ever done, or has ever happened to you. Do you have another tale to share with us? Oh, jeez. I can't even remember the last tale I dropped on you. It's been a while myself. But the, I've heard a lot a of... I have heard a lot of crazy tales, though. Some more baffling than the other. <laughs> and they surprised me. <laughs> hey, when, when is, you go from is, aliens to witch doctors, you don't know. <laughs> so, wait, you want me to just tell you the... Uh, plot to indiana jones and the crystal skull <laughs> someone's life is that I, I, they they have told me that to the and it, they were like 100 no truthful. Way. yeah they had this oh very goodness during, they had this weird like witch doctor incident and another had this very realistic alien experience like i i my apologies if i can't remember those um those <laughs> guest names but man <laughs> Like, like, honestly, I never know what some people oh, will come up with or tell me. And I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I do have a friend who believes, like, every time he gets an Uber, the Uber driver is the most ridiculous person in the world, it seems like. Oh, now, I thought I you were about to Twilight just... Zone me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know if it's just my friend or if it's you know, the actual Uber drivers, but like he told me this one story where now I'd like to preface this where him and his friend were consuming copious amount of marijuana cookie. <laughs> like they had about three or four cookies. That's, that's a lot. Okay, disclaimer guys. They were high. <laughs> yes. They were high. <laughs> and so they they began to tell me the story of how their uber driver was ridiculous 
in so many ways and said some ridiculous things and said, okay, guys, I need to stop for gas. I'm just going to pull over here and get gas. So according to them, the, the Uber driver proceeded to fill the car with the engine running, which is impossible. I mean, you could do it, but the vehicle would instantly explode because it's a combustion engine. Crazy, right? Oh. That's about as far as I remember. Again, I wasn't there. But yeah, it's a little bit wild, right? Um, I, I, I mean, there's one time I stole Josh's phone for like three days. And, you know. Wait, what? Why? He's like, why do you have my phone? He's like, don't. I'm like, do you want to see it again? Did you hold his phone hostage? Oh no, no. The, we were like, we were like 16 or whatever. It wasn't three days. I'm exaggerating on that one. Okay, but like, we were on our way to the movies, and he dropped his phone, and I grabbed it and started running. Me and a, another friend of ours were like, we can't let him catch us. Yet the three of us were going to the movies. We were all going to meet up there. <laughs> we just ran ahead, and me and our friend, um, think anyway. The name is not important, but anyways, we, he and I. Literally went on this whole like complete rant where we thought that police helicopters, chase dogs, a SWAT team were going to be involved because we have now stolen Josh's phone <laughs> uh, to be a child again. Oh God, the young mind. Yeah, <laughs> by by that I meant that happened last week, but. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually still have his 15, phone. I meant, uh, yeah, I'm actually talking to you from his phone. He's somewhere, <laughs> he, he's somewhere judging a dance competition while I have his phone. But <laughs> like, am I missing any calls, emails? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Joey's got that. That's Joey's problem. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, useful shenanigans. Shenanigans, so to speak. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. Then let's move on to the game show no. portion of the podcast. And that's because I, yeah. it's been copyrighted. I gotta be careful. Well, I don't think it's it's correct enough to be considered copyright, so you might be okay. You gotta be careful with YouTube, man. They get you on the littlest things. True. Uh, Which is why I, I tend to try and play Disney clips all the time, because then I can claim Disney is you know suing me, and that oh. will get and that will get listeners. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I surpri- I surprised you with Job Hunt. For anyone listening, Job Hunt is a game where I, the interviewer, is uh, putting out jobs for Joey to apply for. They are some of the craziest jobs out there. Some very interesting, some very odd, uh, and some very normal ones, too. Some pop up here and there. On top of that, Joey will get three specific qualities that he has to kind of work them in to his interview he can also add his personal qualities 
to the mix to make it more interesting. Um, the qualities, Joey, that you're going to have to mix in are <clears throat> that one, you have a uh, you have a great poker face. Two, all right, you, you are soulless. Sorry, soulless. Soulless. Yes. All right. So I'm a redhead. <laughs> the cards just popped that out. I'm not gonna lie. That, that made me, it made me chuckle. Like gingers have souls. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, that kid. Uh, and the final um, uh, quality is you have a good aim. All right. All righty. The first job you are trying to apply for is you're trying to be an archaeologist. Why can't I say that word? Archaeologist. There you go. I. There you go. <laughs> All right. Why do you want to be an archaeologist? So what are my uh, three qualities again? Uh, uh, Solus, great aim, poker face, and a great poker face. And All any right. other qualities that you have right now. Okay. All right. So, so how do we start this off here? <clears throat> All right. So, Joey, you're trying to be a part of our company. What makes you a better archaeologist than any other one that we currently employ? Well, first, uh, thank you for bringing me in for the interview. I really appreciate that. Uh, it's been a little bit tough um, because for whatever reason, interviewers seem to uh, not really gauge what I'm thinking or whatever because I have a really solid poker face. And hmm. uh, I can use that, you know, in terms of if somebody's trying to steal our archaeological find, you know, I could lie my way out of it real quick. Um, as far as, you know, um, like say if we were to open the Ark of the Covenant or anything, nothing would happen to me if I looked because I have no soul being a ginger. I actually have the ability to take others' souls. And, um, you know, if we're being in, in like a gunfight with Nazis or whatever, I am, I'm really, I have a really good shot, really good aim. Like, I am definitely a way better archaeologist than that hack um, Dr. Indiana Jones or whatever. So, I think I'd probably be the best guy. For hmm, your, interesting. Uh, okay, okay. Tell me more about yourself. Well, um, I, uh, I can lift a car fully over my head. That's not even a joke. Um, in terms of intelligence... I actually invented the uh, H-bomb, sure, or like the atom bomb, sorry, sure, Einstein gets credit, but I kind of help him figure out with the math, you know, because we all know he's not great at math, but <laughs> come on. And uh, as far, I'm amazing with a shovel, like. I shovel well. I like I shovel really well. It's 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 uncanny. Like I've dug up like seven dinosaurs in like one day with just like a a small shovel. There's a lot of work. Alright then. Jay, thank you for your time. We will get back to you again uh in a short while. 
Uh, so do I got this or what? Uh, well, let the audience decide. But well, now your soul is mine. <laughs> All right, now it's time for you to <laughs> apply for the second job. Uh, interesting. Ooh, this is exciting. It's interesting because you don't know this one. Uh, as always, this was always a surprise for the guest. And what's interesting is that it works really well with what we discussed earlier in the show. Because okay. we got archaeologists with Indiana Jones. Yeah. And now <laughs> you are trying to apply to be a secret agent. Oh, even better. All, All right. right. What are my qualities for this one? Uh, same qualities. Ooh, even, even I know better. it really it really worked in your favor. So this is way too easy. <laughs> that's why I like damn. I like oh, this is gonna be a challenge for the archaeologist. And I like I pulled this hard, really. He's gonna have fun with with these qualities. Damn. All right, let's get started. All right then. So Joey, okay. yes, we brought you in today because you have a certain set of skills. That we've had our eyes on what makes you oh. a cut above the rest well i'd like to start off with my marksmanship it's uh high and above the rest i mean i have never missed a target like i mean never right um uh i have no qualms about killing you know i'm i don't worry about it some would, some would say I'm quite soulless in that regard. I have, um, basically, if a button needs to be pushed, I will push it. And, oh, damn it, I forgot the third quality. <laughs> but as uh, far as things go, um, I uh, have a real knack for getting in and out of uh, trouble. And um, quick on my feet. Nah. Quick thinker, and that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> hmm. I wasn't all right. The archaeology. Oh, I've also seen every single Bond movie that's ever been made, so I figured that qualifies me. <laughs> all right, Mr. Mangioni. We're gonna keep our <laughs> eyes on you for a while. You'll be here. In oh, thanks. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Right. That was a lot of fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end for job hunt. Now, audience, there there should be a poll on probably Twitter and Instagram. Let Joey know Ooh, what he should be or what what job he get from you guys. Um, for me, that's enjoyable. It's always fun to apply for these fantastic so. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed yourself. It's quite nerve-wracking for me. I was getting interviewed. <laughs> hey, I still got a couple of the questions. <laughs> oh no. Uh like I said, I don't like I don't know what an archaeologist actually does. I like what bones do you have you dug up? Like, oh god, what what dinosaurs oh, no, do I know? I, <laughs> Jurassic Park funny. teach me. My my younger sister growing up, she said she always wanted to be an archaeologist. I go I said to her, I go to her you do realize it's not like Indiana Jones, right? You don't actually go on like wild adventure. She's like, really? Oh yeah. You don't get chased by like, you know, um, <laughs> tribes or anything. It's actually quite more, uh, 
controlled the match. Like, oh, well, then I don't want to do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right you should have just let her like, all the paperwork. <laughs> so much paperwork. <laughs> but <Exactly>. yes. <laughs> all right. But that was the game show. Uh, Joey, thank, thank you for coming on and talking. Like, like for anyone listening. It's always a we, pleasure. It's always fun talking with you, man. No, it's, it's always a pleasure talking with you, mostly about films, because, like you said, you are a big movie buff, and I more recently oh, yeah. have, I more recently have been getting into, uh, films, uh, not only like overall, but just getting to know some of the more actors, the directors, the writers, just getting deeper into that world. So having someone to talk to, uh, who understands it a little bit more to get a little bit more. Now, now like, you guys have a podcast too. So uh, oh, yeah? go, go yeah, ahead and shout yeah. out where they can find you, how they can reach you, and all that jazz. Well, um, you can check us on in, on Instagram at at Gingerflix uh, uh, Pod. I was almost about to plug the other show. Have <laughs> <laughs> right? Of course, of habit. Yeah, it's uh, Ginger and then Flix F I L X Pod. Um, also, you can uh, catch us pretty much on all. Almost all social, all all plat- podcast platforms are on YouTube as well under Gingerflix Pod. Um, yeah, that's about it. Like you can catch us on Spotify, um, Anchor, um, Google Play, you know, and uh, I think Apple Podcasts as well, and and a few others. Um, but that's that's us in a nutshell. I mean, take a listen, and uh, if you ever want, give us shoot us a message on on Instagram or whatever about whatever movies you want us to do. So, yeah, we do all kinds of movies, old ones, new ones, whatever. There you guys go. Go check them out. I'm, I'm enjoying watching them. Um, I recommend listening to, uh, if you haven't listened to it, um, the Uncut Gems episode that we just dropped recently. All uh, right. That's a pretty good one. Okay. Great. It's, and, and it's fairly short. We try to keep the show within a half hour. A, a handful of times we've gone to the hour mark, but it's because we had a lot to say about the movie. Right, so uh, yeah. All right, then. Again, it's uh-huh. always a pleasure to be on the show. No, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. So, everyone, I'll have all those links below. As always, thank you for listening. Oh, and also, you can, um, like I mentioned earlier, on Instagram, uh, I, yeah, I believe Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, there's going to be polls so you can judge Joey on what job he wants to do. You can check out when episodes drop, all that stuff. All the links will be down below. So, everyone, thanks again for listening. Until next time, see ya.